Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Hey everyone, I'm here with Moj again. It's just the two of us ladies. Hey boo. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm doing the best I can do. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll take that. I just wanted to tell the world that, you know, the reason why we've been missing Ryan these last couple of weeks is because he's been traveling across the country from Palm Springs to Boston. He's in Connecticut right now, so he made it to the East Coast. We're officially on the same time zone. Um, I think he made it on Saturday, first day of the Mercury retrograde. And I think he's just been pretty much like sleeping since then. So we're just giving him a couple of days to, you know, get back right before we go crazy on him but (laughs) before he fully jumps in (laughs) right right so he'll be moving to boston really soon to roslindale which i'm really excited about i think he's just waiting for his stuff to get here because he got like one of those like pods or i don't know if he did pod or whatever but you know how they move it like across the country yes yes he was telling me about that Yeah. yeah takes a while though yeah, it's definitely going to be slower than how he's how fast he's coming through, you know, because he's right. driving his car, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, just wanted to catch everyone up and let everyone know what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> but for today, we just thought, you know, it's um, first day of February, and we had been talking about what our goals for this month are, and so we thought, why not? bring it to the podcast and share it with the world. So yeah, thinking and talking about February goals and just letting you guys know some of the things that we're trying to achieve this month. Um, Moj, you want to, want to take us, take us away here? Yeah. I, I feel like February coming into February, I'm really still from like a high of the men, you know, the money manifestation in January and I really want to like carry that in February. Yes. So a lot of my goals is like has to do with, you know, getting clear on my finances, getting clear on other finances. I mean, I also do finance for work. So like clearing that up. So I kind of want to carry this like money energy and like keep it moving because it's I'm on this high right now and, you know, can't let it go. <laughs> I feel that I definitely like the money manifestation January energy I feel like has been so just like powerful and aligning with kind of, I don't know, I just feel like, yeah, like it's been central to a lot of our conversations and kind of like the conversations that I'm having with other people and also the work I'm trying to do because obviously like we have stuff going on at the garden where we like need money to get through these projects So it does feel like, you know, and as I've been saying, like that whole kind of mantra around strength in numbers, like when you are manifesting with people, with multiple people, I feel like it just brings it a little bit more uh, closer to home for everyone, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I just feel like the money manifestation work that we've done all month has been like it's just been really fulfilling all around. Like I feel like everywhere I go, I'm having like positive conversations about money with people, which is just a change in general because generally speaking, money conversations are really negative, intense and all that. So, 
No, I think the key word that you really said there was aligning, because I feel like we have, you know, as friends, we've talked about money before. I've talked about money to other people, but I've never felt this good talking about it. And it's not because like my financial situation is in a whole different place than what it used to be. I think it's just like talking about the other people's struggles and what kind of like what qualities. This is something that we were talking about in the book club, like what qualities kind of like makes them not achieve their goals or holds them back and kind of hearing what other people are also struggling with. It just feels good to like know that everyone's on this journey to like make more money and manifest more money in their life. And that's just really encouraging to, you know, talk further on it and discuss it further and read yeah. more on it. And, you know, like, what is the next thing I can do? Like, I should update my budget right away. Like, I need to see, you know, like what my true margin is. I think it really... When you're hearing other people speak on it also in like a positive way, it just is so encouraging, you know, to like tackle your own things. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I I try to open my Credit Karma app all the time to make sure things are going great. Mm -hmm. But there are some times where it's like, maybe this week I won't take a look. <laughs> Girl, you're preaching to because you know I avoid. <laughs> But all January, like I was, I was on it. I was trying to see to make sure like everything was looking good. Everything. Yeah. So this year just came, I do, this year came with a different energy as far as money. And I love that we really incorporated that in the garden with like the money manifestation flows, which I really wish I could have attended, but like you just brought in that energy, you know, and everyone really felt it. And yesterday's book club was, it was great. It was top notch. Yeah. It was <laughs> So much fun. I definitely enjoyed our conversation a lot. And I agree with you. It just, it felt really um, nice, for lack of better words, but it did. It felt nice to hear and learn about what other people felt they were struggling with, what they felt like was holding them back from making money, like their own habits and things in their lives that were kind of blocking their blessings. And yeah. to your point, I do agree that it just kind of is, it's a leveler when we're able to have those conversations because it shows us that we're all really a lot alike and we're kind of, even though the details of our specific situations might be a little bit different, the general flow is kind of the same. And so when we're able to get into a space and open up to each other and share with each other, it does kind of create, like you said, like it, that empowering energy to just be like, oh my God, I'm going to get my shit together. Like, yeah, I'm going to do my budget. Like I can do it. You know what I mean? I can get it together. Like if I can go and have that conversation with all these people, you know, strangers, people that I don't even really know, then I can do my budget. I can get through this and, and do this work for myself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like, naming the struggle that holds you back is so empowering too to kind of like say it out loud like for me it's procrastination yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's procrastination is a major one and i was like i mean i did i i was when i heard other people like say their struggles i was like you know i relate to that and then i heard someone else name something different i was like I relate to that too. So I think it was a good way to see that we all struggle in similar ways, even though some of our struggles, like with how we tackle money and money related, you know, discussions might be different, but just to kind of talk positively about money was really nice. Yeah. I think it was not like a negative conversation about money and like, oh, how much I don't have and how much I lack right. and you know, but it was more like, how can I make more? And I feel like that was really different from the conversations like we previously have about money, you know? Yeah. 
Yes. Everyone came in with really good vibes too. So shout out to all the people who came through for the book club because it was good vibes all around. And I felt like, um, yeah, everyone was just like there to hold space for one another. So that was nice. So thank you to all of those beautiful people who came through. Um, That's definitely a great goal. I, I definitely think that we um, will continue with money manifestation throughout the year. I think, you know, at least once a month, whether it's a flow or a meditation around money manifestation or a conversation, um, but we we will continue to bring it back through because, you know, yeah, we're all working on getting that bag and just being comfortable and secure. So might as well just do it together. No shame in our game. Yeah. And the more you talk about it, the more you're putting it out in the universe. Right, like, and more coming back to you. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk more about it. I want the universe to hear me very clearly yes. on how much I love money. Yes. <laughs> Send it my way. Send it my way. <laughs> I love it. You know, actually, we we were talking last night after um, the book club, and I, I had mentioned to you a couple books that I thought were really good um, for reading in terms of like, Money Manifestation, two of the books that I read. I actually listened to them on Audibles. I just want to say that like I love listening to books on Audibles. I just feel like I retain the information a lot better. So it's just, it's a good medium for me. Um, But The Richest Man in Babylon, great, great book. For me, that taught me how, it, it honestly taught me how wealthy people think, like in terms of how they think about the money that they earn what they put away, like what they say. And one of the things from that book is like save 10% of everything you make, put it away in an account that you won't touch for a year. And I did that and it was such a game changer for me. And I stopped doing it. And as soon as I stopped doing it, like so much fell to shit. So now that you, now that we just brought this up, that's actually going to be on my goals for February is I'm going to start doing that again, putting away 10% of everything I make because it just like, you'll, you'll hear about it uh, when you read the book, but um, you can use it when you're like, yeah, like in a bind, an emergency, whatever. But that's what I did. I was in an, I had an emergency situation and I, I was like, you know what, this is what I've been doing this for. And it was like exactly what I needed. And yeah, it's just, it was a great um, thing. And then the other, the other book, that I recommend is Think and Grow Rich, which is not as easy of a read, but definitely very like worthy of the information in it. And I will say like some people might feel really um, like discouraged by those books because they're both like written by like white men and they're kind of like old, you know, old century kind of books. But I'm telling you right now, don't Don't let that, especially for like the people of the color, the people of color in the room and the people who like don't want to be colonized or whatever, like don't let that discourage you from reading these books. Like these books are important in terms of understanding how to think about money and and it will help you to understand how people have been thinking about money for a really long time. And again, we talked about it yesterday, like money is energy. And so there's been you know, generations of energy around money that have been carried forward. And these are old ways of thinking, but they work really well, especially when you want to think about manifesting wealth into your life. So definitely recommend those. And, you know, if these white folks want to put us on some game. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to understand how that's what um, the richest man in Babylon taught me. It honestly taught me how, like, wealthy white people think. Like, I was like, oh, this is 
this is how they, I think these are like the things like the, the dads tell their sons. You know what I mean? Like I grew up very different. Like this, the stories my dad tells me, <laughs> they have nothing to do. My dad, my dad never worked for a dollar in his life. That's the thing about my dad. He never, uh, my dad grew all his food. He's never, he's traded for his whole life, every single thing that he's ever needed. Like he, he's never been a, someone who thinks about making money. So me as someone who's trying to manifest wealth and build generational wealth and, you know, make sure that my grandkids are going to be okay. Sorry, pops, I can't think like you, like I can't work like you and I can't do what you did. And it's just not going to work for me his way. So, you know, um, it's just a different type of knowledge and yeah, you got to be open. And, and that's the thing about money manifestation. You got to be open. You got to keep your heart open. You got to be open to different resources and understanding um, information from all types of places. So, and you know, I just want to say like, I'm just regurgitating information that was given to me by like my coaches and stuff like that. Like other black women who I really trust and love who have done this before me, who have done the money manifestation work before me, who taught me how to do it. You know, like um, people who came through to the money flows, the, the money manifestation yoga flows, we did money burns every week. And like, that is something that my coach taught me how to do you know what I'm saying like I I got the that ancestor money from her so um yeah like that these are processes and practices and and the books and all of that that was just all stuff and knowledge that I got from her so um you know a dope ass black woman and yeah you just got to be open to where the information is going to come from though yeah yeah I I hear you on that I mean richest man in Babylon is my February book. I'm going to definitely, and I will listen to that on Audible because I listened to the first money book that we read for January on Audible. And I will say that if it's a book that's kind of talking to you about like having the correct mindset for money, you know, I think that's great to kind of listen to so that it, for me, it really like leaves more of a imprint on me if I'm like if someone is telling me rather than if I'm just reading it you know what I mean so I am also going to listen to that one on audible but I'm excited to listen to that one and we can definitely you know hold another little book club and we can talk yeah. about it but like you were saying um there's a lot of these you know there have wealth has been primarily kind of white men have had it you know especially in this yep. country so if they're writing, you know, these books, we definitely need to like read it and gain all the knowledge that they're giving us so that we can really, you know, get it back to and really get there. Yes. A hundred percent. Yep. We have to figure it out. So we have to like, like Mo's just said, we have to know all the information. We have to be able to and willing to study all the books, all the information. You know, yeah. if we want to manifest wealth, we need to look to the people who hold the most wealth <laughs> and that is yeah. white men. So yeah, we got to see, we got to figure out what's been going on there. Yeah. I read this uh, one book and then um, this was last year. It was called Broke Millennial. And honestly, I was really attracted to it because of its title. Cause I was like, oh, I'm a millennial, you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't say I call myself broke, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, if I can't do all the bougie things, you might as well call me broke. Um, <laughs> And I do want like that one was written by a white woman. And honestly, there was a lot of good takeaways from that one. And I feel like sometimes we're kind of scared to read these books because we don't feel like 
we're at a point in our life or we don't have enough wealth to kind of read books to manage wealth. But that's the whole like misconception. It's like, you need to read this so that when yes. wealth comes into your life, you right. know how to manage it. Correct. I know like a lot of folks who don't want to read like, you know, financial literacy books because they're like, I barely make enough. Like I live paycheck to paycheck. Right. What am I reading a book for to manage my money? My, man my money comes in and it goes out. You know what I mean? And I hear that. But there is just still so much knowledge in other ways for you to get money. Right. How do you even make more money from the money that you have? Because one of the things that this book told me that I had to like look into right away was that if you have a savings account in the same back in the same bank that you have a checking account, more than likely you're not getting a good APR on that money. So what you need to look at, you need to go outside at online banks. You need to go look at online banks to put your money into because mm -hmm. even online banks are now FDIC insured. Mm -hmm. So your money is still insured. But because these banks are online, they don't have as many expenses right. to operate like in the right. branch. And you're getting more of a, like you're getting more interest like back on your money. Mm -hmm. So that was the one thing I looked right away and I found a bank that was offering 3% higher than the bank I was at. Wow. And mind you, my money's been sitting there, you know, my money's been sitting there for a few years now. So yep. it's just kind of like, there's just, even if you take a small, you know, takeaway from that book, yeah. as long as it paid for the cost of the book, read that book. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. But my new thing like that you've kind of put me on is more like the money mindset books that I really need to read rather than like you know, like these are the exercises you need to do, or these are the legit actions you need to take. Because I feel yeah. like if you don't have an open mindset about money, you can read so many books about the steps you need to take. But if you don't have that mindset, money's not coming in. I agree. I agree. That's it. It's all about the mindset. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. One more I mean, book that just... I'll mention is uh, Secrets of Six Figure Women. Sarah Day put me on to that book. Um, and I haven't finished it. I've been listening to it on Audible as well. And yeah, I haven't finished, but it is really good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that one to my list. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the goals for yeah, February. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you what else you got going on for February goals. Oh, well, let me... Let me think. While I think, why don't you tell me one of your goals? <laughs> we'll go back and forth. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so... Let's see. A uh, couple things that I'm working on. Definitely licensing is a big goal because I would really just love to submit everything to the CCC. But I know that, you know, we are in a Mercury retrograde. So I recognize that, you know, I, I have to be realistic in my expectations and I'm trying to manage. That's actually one of my goals for February, manage my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because, and just in general, like I'm noticing, like some things have been coming up energetically for me and managing expectations and like, um, reaffirming boundaries is one of them because I've just been noticing areas of my life where I'm not like maintaining, um, boundaries as clearly as I should be. And that is, as you know, it's very, very important for me and just who I am as a human, um, so yeah, like those two goals, you know, licensing, getting that done, but also, um, being realistic with myself, managing my expectations for myself. And like, I've been getting a lot of messages lately to 
um, you know, be mindful of the rest that I need and like take rest and not to beat myself up over rest. And I do struggle with that in my life. Like I'm a projector for those of us who know our human design. Um, And like finding out that I was a projector and like learning about projectors was like one of the most healing things that has ever happened in my life because I learned about the way that projectors work and projectors usually... um, They are kind of like, they're more like the guides of society. So they're like more there to teach people lessons. And the way that they do that is that they kind of like work. They do their work for like just a few hours a day, like up to four hours a day. And then they spend the rest of the time like really honing their craft. So it's like the projectors more have to like be about it, if that makes sense. And I feel like that was such a relief for me because it finally helped me understand like, oh, this is why I do not like to work eight to 10 hour days and like, like projectors can work, you know, 10 hour days and they can like go on these heavy sprints, but then they need to like rest for a really long time after that. So, you know, learning that and learning that that's my style of work. Like in the last couple of years, I've definitely made space for myself to rest and to be more honoring of that projector lifestyle. But um, I struggle with it because I just always feel like, oh, I should be getting this done. Like this stuff should be getting done. You know, the application, like there there will literally be moments where I'm like, I can't look at this anymore. And then, but then I, I go back and forth because I'm like, no, but this needs to happen. And yeah, so I think, you know, I'm just like really trying to make space and and respond. You know, I hear those messages that are coming through. I hear them, you know, from like my ancestors and just like, yeah, like in my card readings this month, that's what I've been getting a lot of. Um, and I, I definitely recognize it. And I think just in general, like being more aligned is one of my goals. Like um, I just downloaded this app that tells me the um, planetary hours. So I've been living by the planetary days for a while now, a couple of years, um, you know, Monday, Moon Day, um, Tuesday, Mars Day, Wednesday, Mercury day, but also every hour of the day is also ruled by a different planet. And so, um, just being able to like tap in and be like, you know, I noticed a lot, like I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have the urge to write in my journal and I'll look at the planetary hours and it's like Mercury's hour. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I want to write right now. Or like some mornings I wake up and like, first thing I want to do is go and like water the plants and I'll check and it's like Mars hour. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I'm, I'm ready to do this. So, um, yeah, just like uh, being more mindful and living in alignment with the universe because that's I, I'm here to do that. I'm here to be like a child of the universe. Like that's me forever. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, I I knew you lived, you know, you knew every day of what was going on, but this hours, um, I know we were talking about it, but it just seems a little intense. <laughs> Man, I I love your dedication to it because, (laughs) but I do love how it like, it can keep you very accountable. So you can't just be like on social media for two, three hours because these hours need to be focused on, you know, like this type of duty or this type of like work that you need to do. So I do love that. Yeah. Today it was, it was the moon's hour and it was moon's day. And I was like, I need to just lay down and meditate right now. Like, I was just like, (laughs) you have permission to do that, babe. Like it is, there is nothing else you need to be doing right now. Look at, (laughs) you know, like I was just like, yes, I needed it. (laughs) 
Because you already know this Mercury retrograde started intense. <laughs> intense. <laughs> Day one. I was like, yeah. Shadow period. Day two. <laughs> day two, I woke up in the morning. I texted Keish. I, I felt like I'm going to cry all day today. <laughs> <laughs> like, just saying, very sad today for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a real great reason. <laughs> but yeah, with the, especially with the Mercury retrograde, like, this is actually a really great time to, you know, use that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I agree. I agree. I think it's yeah, I mean, and that's what a retrograde is, right? It's a time to be reflective and, you know, to to pause and reflect, pause and reflect. That's how I always think of retrogrades. And I feel like for me, like this time is an interesting time for me to have to pause and reflect because I have a lot going on around me right now. And just to have that constant reminder of like, nope, you need to just take a minute pause and reflect like what is happening here it holds me more accountable on a day-to-day basis it forces me to be a better person like straight up just like that's what I wake up to do I want to be better today than I was yesterday and better tomorrow than I was today and so when I'm using tools to like keep me in alignment I feel like it's easier for me to stay true to that you know Whereas if I yeah. just like let myself get in my head or, or, or I get hyper-focused on one thing or obsessed with achieving something or whatever, it's like I lose the intentionality behind it at some point. And that is, you know, it, it doesn't always pan out well for me. It's kind of like once I lose the intentionality, it, everything goes to shit. It's like, why am I even doing this anymore? But I'll still force myself to do it. Whereas if I'm living in alignment and holding myself accountable every minute, even every hour, you know, of the day, like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? It just helps me to stay truer to that, that goal, that vision of just being better. Yeah. Yeah. And because the Mercury retrograde is going to be like a majority of February, you know, like it doesn't really end until like Feb 20th or something yeah, like that. Even, so like, say, I mean, pretty much all of February though. Cause it's like, but then there's the always like a week after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like shadow <laughs> period. So it's, it's really all of February. That's how I'm thinking of it. It's just like that's yeah. February has gone to the retrograde. Yeah. So I think for me, like I'm going to really try to pay attention to the things that are coming up. Like, I think it's really important to see the types of things that I'm struggling with that are coming up during this time and how I can resolve them. Because I feel like previously when like the Mercury retrograde period, like it comes around, I'm always kind of like ready for some shit to go down or for me to face whatever it needs to happen. But I don't think I've ever faced it with like the intentionality of like, I'm going to resolve the things that are coming up or I'm at least going to note the things that are coming up so I can like work on it because I think a lot of times when stressful things happen you want to forget about it after it's kind of like passed but just because it has passed I learned it's not resolved so the same thing right or there's always like similar things come up so I think all this month like I really need to write down like or just jot down the things that are happening that are causing like a little bit of like a ruckus in my life and see why that's coming up how can I stop it here so it doesn't come up the next two retrogrades in this Mercury retrogrades in this year? <laughs> right. And that's very real because, you know, in, in general, when Mercury retrogrades, it will retrograde in the same element for the year. So because it's in the same element throughout the year, 
it is having the same, you know, it's bringing up the same themes. It's kind of, you know, these things mirror each other. These events, they don't just happen like in that isolated time period. They kind of reflect back throughout the year, throughout other times, other points within the cycle. And so definitely, uh, you know, it's important to stay cognizant of what comes up during this Mercury retrograde this time, because for sure, it'll be back throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. So might as well tackle this this time around, you know, while I have the energy this fresh, you know, like I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I By love the that. end of the year. <laughs> No, you know what? I can even see it in you physically. Like you look more, you're like, you're upbeat you, you're smiling, you're energetic. By like October, you're like, bitch. <laughs> like every like I'm tired of that. <laughs> I'm tired of the same thing again happening mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing that does happen almost every Mercury retrograde that I actually cannot do anything to help is car issues. <laughs> Why? Why must the universe <laughs> send me something every Mercury retrograde? I will say this is true. I've since I've known you, like pretty consistently, you have had a car issue, and it's like every During time I'll be like, "Damn, Mercury retrograde got you again." <laughs> like shit will be running smoothly, mind you. This time it's like. I just hear something. So it's like, let me get to it first before I am stranded somewhere. So at least I'm being proactive on this. So when I hear a rattling, it's like, I called today, girl, and I made an appointment at the mechanic shop because I was like, I am not. <laughs> I will I will be better this Mercury retrograde. I will resolve this <laughs> before I'm stranded somewhere. <laughs> I love it. You're like, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. You see how lessons get learned? <laughs> You know, and you know, I'm the type of bitch that needs multiple lessons. So (laughs) (laughs) this time I had to come correct. I had to. You're like, no, no, won't catch me (laughs) in the middle of the highway. Exactly. Exactly. Funny story. One time Moj and I were driving and... (laughs) <laughs> do you know what's I, I didn't think you would share this story I I didn't think you would oh I'm not embarrassed I put all my shit out there <laughs> I was tired that day I was so tired you were. and you were thank god you were paying attention because we had to take an exit and Moj was like and we were driving in LA obviously and I was driving Moj's car and we were we were driving from like where were we like in the hills Pasadena yeah. we were driving from Pasadena, Pasadena into downtown downtown yeah so we had to get off on an exit and Moj was like that's the exit right there and I was like oh shit and like <laughs> I just started like cutting lanes to get over there but like what I didn't see was that there was a median in the road like <laughs> to block some psycho like me from doing what I was trying to do (laughs) and like within an inch of the median Moj was like that's a median and I swerved back I didn't even register the thought I just knew we were in an emergency situation (laughs) and I just like swerved back and I still to this day do not know how we didn't get (laughs) well 
let me add my perspective to this. So I feel her changing lanes and, you know, well, actually, let me take a step back. First of all, I should have drove my car, but no, whenever Kish comes to town, she's like, do you want me to drive? I'm always like, yes. <laughs> so I had this girl who does not drive around in LA, drive around in LA. <laughs> and you guys know the freeways to get from Pasadena into downtown, there's a lot of changing freeways. So like, it is confusing. So if I was, you know, I understood that you had to switch lanes. But when I saw that you were continuing <laughs> on to the exit, it was like, wait, no. <laughs> it was inches. It was inches. But you know when I was really proud of you, though? As soon as I said, oh, no, that's not you turn. If I was in the driver's seat, I don't know if I process English that fast for me to have been like. <laughs> I think so. At least your impulses were really good. And you, but both of us just sat there and quiet for a second. Because like, I was like, okay, I know that I just dodged a bullet. Because I didn't say the word median. I was just like, and you were like, and then after a minute, you were like, that was a median. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, though. You got it. You got it. <laughs> she really did. She comforted me through. Almost yeah. that. <laughs> but, but, you honestly, know. I think I was like, I wasn't surprised that it was a median. It was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's carry on to that story. So because of that, we ended up getting on another freeway and we had to pay a toll on that freeway and bitches did not pay the toll because bitches didn't even realize they were on the toll road. <laughs> Months later, I get a ticket in the mail. I'm like, yo, they got us. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> I, I, I recall. I recall that because I was like, I'll pay for it. <laughs> That was on me. I'm not going to lie. But you know, after that, I did feel like I should probably just drive around just because, you know, like I drive around here like <laughs> it's fine. But you're always just so nice to offer. And I will always take a break from driving. Well, <laughs> I always feel guilty like because I mean, she drives from Orange to come to meet me in L.A. always because I'm always in L.A. And then yeah. usually <laughs> like there's going to be some road trip somewhere after that or we're going to be like driving around a lot. So I just figure like, let me do my part. You know, I know it's a lot uh, to always be the driver. Oh, that's really nice. But yeah, we're always driving around. We're like never in the house. We're in the house to eat. And it's like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> I know. We... Or it's the end of the night. And it's like, Keej will have the office on. Anytime I've walked into her Airbnb <laughs> to like, like, hey, I'm here. Anytime <laughs> I have walked in, the office is on. <laughs> One time I was looking for your Airbnb. This was the most late, the latest time you were here. I was looking for your Airbnb and I didn't really know exactly which one it was, but I saw there was a window that was, um, the blinds were open and I saw the office playing and I was like, park, park right now. This is it. I'm dead. I swear I recognized it based off that. I love that show. What can I say? Yeah. I mean, you got I you got like us Peacock membership. I, I did. <laughs> I certainly did. I was like, well, girl, 
we got peacock now because <laughs> i can't live without it but you know what i was i that, i i it was gonna happen soon because parks and rec really is my favorite show ever and that is just i've just been like on a parks and rec detox for i'm not, i'm actually watching it right now so i'm lying but i had been on a parks and rec detox because I have seen every episode so many times that I was like, I have to stop. But now that's happened with The Office. So now, but I, I'll still put on The Office though. It, that shit is so funny to me. I will say Office is the, if you've seen it first time around, it's a great background show. But if you haven't seen it, you need to sit there and watch it because that shit is so funny. Um, Parks and Rec. Let's talk about that. I started Parks and Rec ye- years ago. And I never got through like the first season. Okay. What? I just like, I just felt like the type of humor, like I just, you know what? it wasn't no, what I expected. Let me just say something. And I, I actually learned this from an ex mutual friend of ours, Parks and Rec, <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> was we only have ex mutual friends, by the way. <laughs> Facts. I don't have any. <laughs> so Parks and Rec was supposed to be like The Office. And in the first season, they made Leslie's character kind of like Michael Scott. But after that, they realized that she did better, like, as a smarter woman and, like, with more intelligence and, like, more wherewithal. So they changed her character. So if you get to season two, you actually will fuck with her a lot harder because season one, she's really kind of dumb and ditzy. But she, like, her character really steps up in season two. I did. I started, I restarted it because uh, a friend is who is a huge fan of Parks and Rec was like, you have to watch it. It's something I watch over and over. How could you not like it? We like the same type of shows. This can't be possible. So 2020 last year, you know, we had a lot of time at home. I watched it and it was so funny. I will say season one is their worst season. Like you have to yeah. get through the first couple seasons for... I mean, when you get really familiar with the characters and you start to, you know, really yeah. like certain characters, um, yeah. they kind of build over time. Because uh, at first you're like, okay, that's a weirdo. That's a weirdo. That's a weirdo. Right. Like, <laughs> like I don't so relate weird. to any of these folks. <laughs> like, <laughs> But they really, they grow on you. They do. They do. And I loved it. And I was so glad that I finished it before it got taken off Netflix because I was like, I need to, you know, right. but I loved it. I loved it. I would rewatch it. I would yeah, definitely rewatch can. it. I mean, Biden is in there. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I actually love watching those episodes. Cause I'm like, this is so hilarious that he's in these episodes. And even um, John McCain is in a couple episodes too. And he's really funny. Yeah. And there's like a couple things that they do that are like very like bipartisan energy that are really funny and cute in there. So I I appreciate Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, I I do love that. I will say Office is probably my favorite between those two. I would rank Office higher just because I was able to watch the Office right away and be like, okay, I'm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jim, John Krasinski hosted Saturday Night Live the other night. Oh, I didn't see it. Was it good? You know, it wasn't my favorite. He had this whole show on uh, during the pandemic where he was only giving the good news. Did you ever catch those little Facebook I videos? 
I thought those were kind of positive. You liked it. I mean, I didn't watch all of them, but I did watch them here and there if they popped up. I was like, okay, I, I like you. I never watched anything he's done other than The Office. Like, I don't watch Jack Ryan or whatever. Um, do you watch Jack Ryan? No. No. And, I was like, about I to ask you, is that a show or a movie? That. And I just feel like he's just Jim. And they kind of, like, played up on that in the opening monologue. And, yeah, I mean, I thought some of the skits were funny, but I was like, okay like you really yeah you just like Jim Halpert like that's you got that and I don't know what else yeah. I don't think you were necessarily meant to do anything beyond that and I'm not trying to like clown him I'm sure he he makes a great husband and a great dad and same for Pam though I can't see Pam in any other kind of role has she ever been in one other thing no because no. she know better she knows better <laughs> she found she her lane she's been in it and she <laughs> Like I will, I will live and die in this lane. Because <laughs> Beth is probably still getting paid from the office. No, I'm sure. I mean, they must get royalties, right? Hold on, let me see. I know her name's Jenna Fisher. Let me see if she's in. I know she does like a podcast, but other than that, like, does she have any other IMDb credit? Yeah, like where she is on video screen. <laughs> right. Oh, she's a Pisces. Didn't know that. Oh wow, she's been in a couple things. Oh what? <laughs> I mean, none of them, I don't know them. I've I've never seen any of these movies. Seems like not since 2000. Oh, no. She she did some stuff in 2012. Her last credit is in 2018. The It says 1517 Paris. Don't nobody know about that. Anyways. Now, Steve Carell. Different story. He can be on anything. He kills the role. He's so good. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, I love him. He just does so good. I definitely didn't like him until I started watching The Office, though. I don't know if I... I mean, that's probably because I wasn't here half of my life, but I don't think I know him from other things before The Office anyway. Like, that he was, was in, like, like, comedies. He was in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin? No. Oh, I'm kind of shocked. I, I do feel like that was, like, a really popular movie. I'm trying to think of other stuff he was in. I mean, he, all those movies, though, like, like the 40 year old virgin he's in those you know what i mean got you got you okay um, yeah yeah so he was in like comedy stuff um i feel like he was also in like evan almighty or like something or yeah like for some reason i remember him being in this movie about god but i think it was a comedy <laughs> movie too <laughs> but i think it was Did like, you like in jim carrey's anyways i don't know why i know this information i'm embarrassed this. <laughs> I was gonna say, have uh, did you like him in Space Force? No, I couldn't get into Space Force at all. Oh, you didn't finish it? Boo! I barely got through one episode. Interesting. I liked I could it. Not get I into it. it. I could not get into it, and I wanted to get into it so bad because of um, what's his name? Uh, the kid who plays John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Hmm. I don't know his real name. I don't know either. I think it's something Schwartz. I really wanted to get into it because of him because I think he's hilarious, but I couldn't. I thought it was funny just because, you know, when Trump started, like, Space Force, like, that's what oh, he yeah. was really, you know, like, I just, the humor from that, and they really kind of took from that, and yeah. they, um, you know, they incorporate, like, some politicians in there, like, someone's supposed to be AOC, like, during, like, one of the Senate trials, so I thought it was funny that they incorporated those yeah. things, but... I don't think it's, I wouldn't say it's his best work, but I'd say it's pretty good work. It's nice to see him in like a little bit more of an aged role. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Shall Let's we bring back it back? We were. Yeah. Yes. Any other <laughs> any other goals for February that you wanted to bring up? I would say I am very excited for this month of February. Um, I want, I hope I can accomplish all the things that I've kind of set my mind to this month because January, when I typically do a lot of my goal settings, I didn't do. So I think February really feels like 2021 has begun. So I'm just kind of excited for, um, for this month to be more productive and be more, um, and me be more mindful of things that I'm doing and, you know, and accomplish things. I think it's yeah. been a minute since I feel like I've been cruising for a little bit on, you mm -hmm. know, just doing the things that need to get done, but I'm ready to tackle some like bigger things this month, resolve some things, um, you know? Yeah. I feel that I'm ready. I That's like that good. level up energy, like tackle bigger things. Yeah. Like I'm ready. Yeah. That. I'm definitely, I'm with you on that. For sure. Don't you feel January, we were still kind of like dealing with things from December. Like we well, were still trying to like wrap up things. It's so funny you bring that up because I was actually thinking today, I was like, part of the reason why January feels like such a long month for me is because realistically, like I start all my new year stuff from the solstice, from the time of the solstice. So like, I already feel like it's the new year at the time of the solstice. So by the time it's actually new year's day, I already feel like I've been in January for like, 10 days now almost. So it's like, <laughs> that's why it feels like an eight month month because it, it, that extension, you know, and we're not even cognizant of it, but it's like, we're in the new year so much sooner than we realize. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely resonate with that. And I like, I love that whole idea of just like being ready to tackle bigger things because I think especially for like the garden and what we're going through, like, as you know, this week, I'm looking for an architect to draw the floor plan. That's, I'm sure you guys will hear about it on Instagram, but um, yeah, like that's, that's just, this is like another thing that, you know, I've never dealt with before and I'm like, okay, now I've got to figure out how to find this, you know, resource. And I also have to figure out how to find it within the very limited budget that we have. So um, yeah. definitely, definitely I need to be ready to tackle bigger things. So I appreciate you for bringing that just like to the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'll be there for you throughout the month to let I you know, know. <laughs> we need to, we need to get a move on because you know, March, April, <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come through. <laughs> I know. Mo's just ready to book a ticket. She's like, Mo, when are these doors opening? When do we have keys? Let me know. I'm trying to come through. I hear you. I see you. I'm trying to get that information ready for you. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And you know, we're the more um, of these like little like struggles that are coming up that we just need to kind of tackle for the garden, the close, the way I'm thinking of it is like the closer we're getting to the goal, even though it's an added step. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Because at least we have something that we're actively working on. Yes. Nothing worse than just sitting there waiting. So at least so if we have something that we can fix, and you know, we just need to get done, it feels good to have that action item, rather than just like, like, when is this going to come through? When is right. this going to come through? So right. at least it's gonna, it feels like it's going to be a very productive month for the yes. both of us. I you know, that. I'll take that. I love that. Yes, I receive yeah. that. Thank you for that. Mm, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, I feel like this was a great combo. I hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having it. 
as always, I'm sure we'll have to do a little bit of extra catching up, but um, <laughs> for the purpose of just being able to upload a reasonably timed podcast, I think it's safe to say we're going to end it here. And we love you. We thank you for listening. Moj, any last thoughts? Once again, thank you to all the listeners. Continue downloading and listening to us and send us feedback. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We chat, we chat about anything. So just yes. send topics if you'd like. <laughs> yes. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at I and I Rose Garden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon.